everyone. Welcome to another episode of Perspective with Viv. Today's topic is on high standards. So I'm going to go right into it. But just beforehand, I would like to do a little housekeeping. I'd like to give a shout out to my listeners in India. You all really just like um, rose in the charts. You're now 7% out of everyone that are listening. And this is very phenomenal because you moved from less than 1% to 7% within a week or something. And I was so surprised. So I'd like to give a shout out to you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, honestly, it's really nice. I'm going to say the places that I have listeners in. So shout out to my 45% of listeners in West Bengal. Shout out to listeners in Maharashtra. Shout out to p- listeners in Tamil Nadu. Shout out to listeners in National Capital Territory of Delhi. Shout out to listeners in Karnataka and Telangana. Yes, pardon my pronunciation, but thank you so much. I really appreciate it because it was just nice to see a rise in your percentage. I was like, wow. So we must really be connecting and I'm very happy to be doing so. So thank you for listening and thank you for joining me if you're a new listener. All right. Still going to give a special shout out to my UK listeners, 55% overall. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show. Moving into the episode, we're starting off with the definition of standard. When we talk about standards, what do we really mean? So I'm going to get into school mode right now. All right. So standards, right? According to some definitions that I got off the internet, standards are our personal metrics and measurements for how we act, behave, and live across the different areas of our lives. Your standards are the basic level of quality that you expect and require. Okay, so this is standards in reference to yourself, the metrics and measurements that determine how you act. And then you have standards that are the basic level of quality that you expect other people to act according to in order to be in relation to you. All right. Standards are very important. And with standards, right? If you don't have standards, if you don't think about standards, what is going to happen is that you're going to find yourself more susceptible to low quality experiences and connections in your life. All right. So let's think about it like that. Um, We are responsible for who and what we entertain. Okay. so let's say that we have said that we're not going to be entertaining people of a certain um, background. Okay. let's say their childhoods went really you know, the best. And it's like, you have your trauma. I have my trauma. I don't think that both of us would work because of our past baggage, right? That doesn't mean that you're not still going to find people that have baggage coming up to you. Your responsibility lies in you being able to say, no, this isn't for me. You being able to set that boundary. You being able to enforce your standards, okay? Standards act as a form of quality control and a filter so that you are able to have better quality experiences in your life and better quality um, connections in your life as opposed to before. Coming back to standards, starting off with a few things such as thresholds. When I speak on thresholds, I'm talking about how with standards, right, you think about what time period or what level or system you're going to use to determine whether or not somebody suits your life, somebody is aligned with your life, okay? 
So let's say that with standards now, we're talking about meeting new people and befriending them, okay? We're talking about standards in regards to friends and um, lovers later on. But with this, the case study that I'm applying this to is you meeting new people and sorting out your list and tapping into their character to see whether or not they align with who you want in your life, okay? More on that later. So with standards, I wrote down something and I said that it's called thresholds so with standard one thing i wrote down was thresholds i feel as though thresholds are important in order for you to know whether or not a new person in your life has met a particular limit to determine whether or not they're going into the next round or going into the higher level all right now an example of a threshold may be a time period Let's say you meet someone new and you take six months to get to know them. This is me saying on a friendship level. You're you're trying to know six months is quite long. Let's say three months. You meet someone new, a girl, right? Ideally, let's say you're hanging out a couple of times. This is somebody that wants to be your friend. So let's say you're not seeing all the time, but at least chatting, right? You got along really nicely at a place. You've chatted a few times after you met at that event you met again got to know each other some more laughed talk you know you speak casually you know quite consistently in a way maybe you hang out more times let's say this happens over a period of three months okay if you're asking people the right questions if you're genuinely getting to know people as opposed to just shallow stuff you should know by then whether or not this is a friendship you want to go further with I feel like it's important to know what your standards are, first of all, but it's also important to get to know people by asking the right questions without it seem like you're prime for your prime. Without it seeming like your prime, all right? So I feel as though for me, a threshold in terms of standards is a time span, okay? Giving people a set time to show you what you're looking for in all aspects of your life. Asking the right questions is also important. Mm-hmm. But thresholds is good so that you know that, okay, within this time period of getting to know someone, if I'm not really getting what I want, you ask yourself what you want after this time period. If you're not getting it, you're moving on to the next person. We don't stay long at places that don't give us what we're looking for. It's fine. No hard feelings, but I'm going to be self-serving and move to where I'm going to be more appreciated. I don't believe in us staying in places where people can only half ask us. I feel like we should be carried with both hands because we are delicate. And if people can't see what we bring to the table and who we are as people you know that's fine go to where you're seen and valued all right now let's say you also like have set new standards for yourself and you know what you don't want anymore you're not going to um entertain certain people of a certain um character as i said before even if those energies are attracted to you, right, you are equipped with your no and your boundaries. Do not allow what you do not want or what brings you discomfort. You also have the choice to leave at any moment because whenever your body feels that tightness, I would like for you to act on it and leave. So it's important to know that despite you setting standards and knowing what your standards are and knowing what your preferences are, people that don't meet that, experiences that aren't of that are and and aren't in alignment with your standards are still going to show up your responsibility lies in putting that away your responsibility lies in putting up those boundaries in saying no because that is the test to see whether you're really about your standards stand on it because if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything right stand on your standards and in those moments where it's like 
a moment of reckoning. Is she going to fold or is she going to stand on what it is that she wants? Remember your standards and remember the power of your no. No, I don't want this. Walk away. Okay. That is how you let the universe know that girl, this girl is serious. So ah, this is what she wants. So we have to give it to her. You act in line with what it is that you want to see in your life. You don't allow outside to determine what it is that you want to see in your life. You are the co-creator. So you have to remember that. Okay. Now, when we're talking about standards and we're looking for new people to fill roles in our lives, right? They say, okay, you've gone through a rebirth. You're looking for new friends. You're looking to meet new people. You can't just go out into the world without a set of guidelines or instructions or anything. You know, you have to know what it is that you're looking for. So that is why standards are important. What are you looking for in the people in your life? How do you want them to make you feel? Okay. And are you going to be giving the same? Because a lot of times we want people to be particular things to us, but we don't know if we're particular, those particular things to them. It's important. So when you are working towards building relationships with new people, think of it as a recruitment process for people that fit into your life without force. When looking and doing this process of recruitment, hmm, you have to stick to your list and use logic. What I mean by that is when you use emotion to determine whether or not somebody fits into your life or fits your criteria, when you use emotion to determine that, emotion can cause you to settle. And there is no settling here, okay? So be very systematic and professional-like with the recruitment process of people into your life. This is your new life. And it's a curation process. So there has to be an interview process, okay? There, there's a stick, uh, sorry. There is a number of standards and attributes that you have on your list for people that you want in your life. If somebody is not meeting all of these standards, you know, however it is your formula is, or you could have like a list of 10 things, right? A checklist and a threshold could be five out of those 10. Okay. Another um, threshold could be six out of 10, seven out of 10. It's up to you to determine how you're doing it as long as you're doing something productive. Okay. So no emotion here because emotion causes one to settle and say, oh, he doesn't really do this, but because he's like this, hell no. What do, what do the facts say? We're sticking to the facts. Okay. Think about it like that. Stick to the facts. Mm? If someone doesn't meet the standards on your list, keep it moving. Don't try to change them. You will find we tend to do this a lot. Don't help a stranger meet your standards. Being yourself should inspire people to want to meet them and inquire about your needs. By me just existing, one should feel compelled to be like, wow, what is it that you want? Or just observe me. You will know. Does that make sense? I just feel like there are so many things that one doesn't need to have conversations about, although I am very much a conversation clarity person. Don't get me wrong. For the things that feel emotionally right to talk about, certain things such as standards, especially people that you're just meeting, you don't need to have conversations. <laughs> Keep it pushing. All right. So those are standards on a general level. Moving on to the next section, we're talking about high standards for self. Catch you in the next section. Starting off with high standards for self. So when we're talking about high standards for self, right? We're thinking to ourselves, who am I trying to embody or who am I wanting to become in order to be the highest version of myself? 
to be a woman that is saying that she embodies high standards, you have to act from that place without thinking, without breathing, without having to ask any questions. High standards should be part of you already. You already carry yourself as the person that wants to receive certain standards from people. You get me? To want quality, you have to be quality, okay? It's important. You can't just say you want something and you're not offering the same thing on the table. You're cheating, all right? Now, when we're talking about high standards for self, we have to ask ourselves a few questions. One, who am I when acting in integrity? What does that look like for you? Sit down with that question. What attributes do I want to be affiliated with? It could be respectful. It could be a leader. It could be confidence, inspiring. What actions do you take that are in line with those attributes? Okay, how do you embody those attributes? That's for you to think, okay? Next, what attributes am I staying away from? So you know the attributes you want to be associated with and you know the attributes you want to stay away from. What actions are you going to ensure that you take and consistently embody in order to avoid being these attributes? It's important. It's up to you. It's a personal journey, all right? Now, when I'm thinking about high standards for self, my personal standards are, as a woman, I want to have self-respect, okay? I want to speak nicely to myself. I want to keep to the promises I make to myself because that builds self-trust. I want to acknowledge my progress because that validates me. And I want to give myself the approval, self-approval, because I deserve it. Now, the thing with standards for self your relationship with yourself and with your body is the relationship that other people will have with you. The standards that you set for yourself determine the standards that you have with other people. The way you treat yourself and speak to yourself is the way that you allow other people to treat and respect you, okay? It's important to note this. You are the starting point, okay? You are the origin. You are the source. Whatever is not good on the inside is going to reflect on the outside, okay? So it's important to build on your personal standards first. How can I be more trustful of myself? What do I need to do to make me feel seen, heard, so I'm not looking for it outside? How do I keep promises to myself? Or what kind of promises do I want to make sure that I keep to myself? Because when you practice these things with yourself, keeping promises to yourself, validating yourself, giving yourself approval, my darling, you're already getting these things from inside. So when you go outside and somebody isn't giving it to you, you leave them alone. Charity begins at home. What you start from the inside and at home is what will happen on the outside, okay? Or what will determine what will happen on the outside. If you've already built a certain strength within yourself and you've started to implement boundaries with yourself, you're starting to know your worth because you're practicing these personal standards and embodying the characteristics of these attributes, right? You would not settle for less when you go outside because you've already built a castle at home. So think about it like that, all right? Your relationship with yourself is what sets precedence for your relationship to other people. And most importantly, I've said this before, respect should be at the core of it. Once you respect yourself, you will not just let anything fucking fly. And that's important. Self-respect is one of the first things. Self-respect, self-trust, all right? Then you start to fall in love with yourself. For me, I fall in myself... I fall in love with myself through my work. I see myself clearly through my work. I don't see myself through any other thing. I fall in love with myself by seeing myself clearly through my work. How do you fall in love with yourself? How do you sustain that practice so you're always in love with yourself? So that source is everlasting, is overflowing. Think about it, okay? Now, we're going to talk about high standards for family. What do you want a family member to represent to you? 
Now, with family rights, here is where dialogue is encouraged because you are bound. Okay. And when I say dialogue, I mean, let's say a family member isn't acting up to par with how you'd expect them to act as a, you know, as a family member. So what I mean is that let's say you have a family member that is not acting the way that you want them to act in line with how you see a family member to be. Okay. Dialogue is encouraged because you are family, you're bound, okay? Now, it's not everybody that I can have conversations with, which is why, once again, I'm saying that you have to gauge who is safe for you to express your truths to. It's not everybody that is safe for you to express your truths to, and you need to gauge that. There are some people that you see, you make that intention in your mind that I can't have this conversation with this person. This person has shown me who they are. So you know what? I'm going to act accordingly. And for me, acting accordingly is not being in a relationship at all. Yes, that is me. I've always said it. I want what I want. I like what I like. I act according to what I like. You get me? I know I'm not a selfish person because I spent years caretaking to other people when I was in a past life. You get me? So now it's time for me to serve myself. So that is me as a person. I don't know what it's like for you, but other people are known to act accordingly and have a shallow surface connection. All right? Now, for those that are able to have that dialogue, at least you had you were able to say your your piece. Maybe they heard you, maybe they listened, okay? If after that there's no change, it doesn't seem as if you were seen or heard, girl, let them go. Yes. People say it's family, you know. Girl, family are the closest ones that can take you down. All right, especially when they're not the right characters. And it's important, once again, to be able to see people clearly for who they are. Let's not force people to be what they, we want them to be. I'm not in that business of that anymore. You know, been retired for a long time. Show me who you really are. Let me know my next move. I don't want any concealing, any lying. I don't want any pretending of, oh, okay, I'm going to pretend that I didn't see this family member be this way. You are the way you are, it's fine. I move accordingly, all right? So with family, apply your standards to them and see who is left, okay? Another thing with family that I love, family is also a great blessing because some of us are born into karmic families. And I'm picking up karmic families because the way our home is run, charity begins at home, like I said, the way our home is run determines the kind of person that we turn out to be. We have a choice to be a better person from where we're coming from, okay? But our karmic family are meant to help us to rush towards our purpose because they, they don't end up being the family that we wanted, okay? They end up being the opposite. So as a result of that opposite reaction and, you know, relationship to the one that you wanted, you find yourself going towards the actual family that is meant for you. That's what they refer to as chosen family. So don't be distraught. Don't feel bad. Try not to anyway. If you don't feel like your blood family is your family, it's all right. Look, when in a new year, 2023, everybody's realizing that they have generational trauma. You know, there's a lot of healing to be done. There's childhood abuse here and there. Please, whatever is best for you, do it. But I can assure you that people are finding their chosen family and soul tribe. If you feel as though you have that kind of dynamic in which you cannot salvage it, family re relationships is all right it's good there are so many people in this earth that are waiting for you and those are people that you call chosen family all right and they will be much better than the ones i came here for 
And that's why I keep saying that quality over quantity. Don't think that this is all you know and this is all you need to stay in. If this is not a place that makes you feel safe and secure, get the fuck out of there. Use your whole might and your need to get out of there. You'll find people for you and you'll be so, you'll be so easy. It would be so easy to love you because you are easy to love. Yes. So for me, my personal standards for family, the feelings that I would like family to make me feel, safety, security, stability, a strong support system, trustworthy. If I can't trust family, how can I trust anybody? Mm? And that is why whatever it is that you learn in your home on a nuclear level and, and an extended level, if you see that thing outside, you find that you have the resilience and strength to overcome it, all right? So whatever sufferings you may have gone through in the family or whatever, it is still wisdom gained. It is still strength gained. Utilize it because you need it to use it for the outside, okay? That is why it is helpful to have learned whatever you learned from home so that when you go outside, you're able to see and see whether or not you want this or that. Let's say at home, you've seen toxic energies, all right? When you go outside and you see the same toxic energies, because you've seen toxic energies before, you're able to move away from it. Same thing at home, you recognize what love looks like. So when you go outside into the world and you're not seeing that same love that you've received at home, you know to move away. That is your threshold. That is your, or that is your origin for standards okay and depending on the kind of upbringing you had it's up to you to look within and restructure certain standards i mean some people grew up in homes where they had to prove that they were lovable so they go into um relationships codependence and trying to and codependence and liking people that are emotionally unavailable so you have to go back to childhood and restart and change certain things all right you restructure certain things some people were raised in places where you know, you're not meant to have high self-esteem and confidence. So you grow up a certain way. You will change that. You structure that. Okay. Whatever it is, if you don't know where to start from in terms of standards, just look at your home environment, how you learned how to love, how you learned to talk to people. You get me? That is where you can learn things. And if you find that it's not a good reflection, you can restructure it and then embody these attributes for yourself so that you are that person that embodies the high standards for you. Okay. Then it will flow into different avenues of your life. All right? Yeah. Woo! That was a good one. Okay. Taking a short break right now. And next segment, we'll be talking about high standards for friends. Thank you. Hello, and we're back. Now we'll be talking about high standards for friends. All right? Starting off with this quote that is known to be said a lot in Nigeria. Show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are simple your friends are meant to be an accurate representation of the type of person that you are especially if you've curated them from the heart okay some people befriend friends that don't really like them you know the secret haters and all of them you get me so it's it's still a reflection of them and it's a reflection of their self-esteem all right nobody's a victim all we need is self-awareness and ways to change our actions i'll say more on that later now, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. So you already know that you need to pick wisely and be very selective when meeting new people. You have to know their personalities. You have to know their values. You use distance to observe if they align with your standards, okay? 
So now you check, do you have similar attitudes? Do you have similar mindsets and worldview? Possibly similar backgrounds, similar understanding of things, okay? Do they complement your personality? Are they understanding different things that you need to ask yourself and said person in a way? And that's why I said questions are important. If you're getting to know someone, you ask the right questions. Don't be afraid. Be a hard hitter. Get your answer so that you can form your, um, what's your, what, your evaluation. It's an evaluation process, which is why I said use logic. Emotion is going to say, let me not ask this because it might make them uncomfortable. Logic will say, we need the answer to this question. Chop, chop. You get me? <laughs> so apply logic to all of these, these things. Now, I said it's easy for women to befriend women that secretly don't like them. And it's because, I mean, this is not the only reason, but they say that the relationship we have with our mothers also determines the relationships we have with other women. Now, think about that. If you find yourself befriending particular types of women, ask yourself why you think that is. Bringing it back, what kind of relationship do you have with your mother figure, your matriarch, the feminine figure that took care of you, your caretaker? It will set precedence for the kind of relationships you have with other women. Yes, because this is the first woman that you were attached to. This is the first woman that you were meant to connect with. If that doesn't work out well and there's like lack of trust in that connection, there's lack of emotional connection and support, you will find it difficult to trust other women, okay? Some people also find it that they they are in secret competition with other women as well. And that may be because they have mothers that are in secret competition with them. Yeah, because the relationship we have with our mothers also determines the kind of relationships we have with our emotions, ourselves, you know, the mother-daughter bond, mother-child bond is serious. And if we're not adequately raised in a way that caters to that bond or beautifies or solidifies that bond, oof, it can be quite painful and jarring because then you lack the identity or that feminine identity to really guide you through different parts of your life. And then you may find yourself befriending girls that are just frenemies. I mean, trust me. So you have to look and see if you're befriending women that remind you of your mom. Think about it. Get back to me. <laughs> Either way, once you realize a pattern, the beautiful thing is that it can change your action. You may be befriending these women because you think that this is how all women are. All right. Now you start to ask yourself, okay, if I was befriending women like my mom, who am I really? Let's say that you've reached a point where you know yourself. So you're just asking yourself, okay, I'm this person. I'm easygoing. I'm lively. I'm free. I love adventure. You know, I'm happy most of the time. I like to try new things. See if you find somebody that matches those things. I would love to encourage you to befriend people that excite you, people that add life to your life, people that add value. That is what you're seeking in friends. A, a woman that feels safe, secure, you know, somebody that feels like a mirror version of you, like a reflection of you. Does that make sense? I feel like with friends, you should look for pieces of yourself that are kind of like already actualized. You know, it's not like it's potential. I don't believe in befriending or, you know, entering love relationships with people based on potential. Potential doesn't exist to me. I can only see what I see in my two eyes. Everything needs to be actualized in the way that it's meant to. If it's not actualized, okay, I don't think this journey is for us. Yeah, because I'm not potential anymore. You want to help bring somebody up. There's no helping. I meet you the way you are. And the way you are is beautiful for me. We're working together in this connection to just be our best selves. Not that one is helping another to come up. 
<laughs> that's not happening so for me with friends i think find friends that are similar to you i'll tell you something i find that a lot of women did used to befriend women that they thought they were but found out that these women were their mothers okay befriend women that remind you of you in the best way not a simmer down version or a dim down version for me my personal standards for friends are friends that shine friends that are just themselves that are free like me friends that remind me of me and that's why i realized that that's why i don't have many friends there are not many women like me you get me and that's okay <laughs> it's fine what you need to do is be okay being by yourself and upholding the standards that you have set for yourself so remember that it is better to be alone than to have low quality relationships and experiences in your life okay don't settle just because you will not have someone no we would rather wait out until that cup is filled with high quality water okay as opposed to low quality half full cups just because fresh water isn't here yet please it's important we are those girls babes we are those girls <laughs> i'm just saying like don't come and embarrass me here you're just you're like better than that and you know it mm. so my personal standards is that <laughs> my personal standards i love baddies i befriend bad bitches number ones numero unos head honchos i love bitches that are moving things that are shaking things in the world that are disruptors innovators intelligent people ambitious people queens business moguls people that inspire people that shine people that are natural leaders people that don't hold back for anybody people that are stars those are my friends those are the people that i befriend and i befriend them because that's me as well i'm befriending me through other people and as a result of you having similar people some people with similar values similar attitudes personality interests as you it's like you're becoming more whole you know, the relationship heals you both even more because you're both aligned in the right way. An aligned friendship is a beautiful friendship because it's like you're adding puzzle pieces to each other's life puzzle and it's becoming whole separately. But you also have your puzzle that you share as well. No, when connections are done right and you have the high quality connections, that's when life just gets more interesting. And I want that for you, baby. I want that for you. I and mean, I'm sure you already have it. Why am I even telling you? I'm sure you already have it. So this is just a formality. I know you're doing a good job. <laughs> so yeah, now I've spoken about friends. I mean, you know me, I'm passionate about friendships, especially when it's the best ones. Me, okay, another thing about standards, I said I'll say this as well. You also have to know what you don't want, okay? I've spoken about personal standards for self. I didn't speak about personal standards that are not for self, okay? So I'll go back before I come forward, all right? I'm not going to talk about personal standards for not personal standards for family because i've already spoken about that so if i was talking about what are not my standards when it comes to self i don't want to be known as somebody that is nasty rude disrespectful somebody that is a fake i never want to be saying somebody that is fake who i am is who i say i am you get me um i want to be known as who i truly am and not put up a facade no performing okay those the opposite of that are all those things like um i don't want to be those things so I make conscious efforts not to be those things. I have a choice. We always have choices, okay? So you have to outline what it is that you want and what it is that you do not want. So you know what to run towards. I want to run away from. It's important. Now, how do 
you know these are not your friends like what are not standards for friends friends that are disrespectful friends that are two-faced friends that backbite friends that talk about you behind their back friends that are secretly competing friends that are envious and jealous let me tell you something about envy and jealousy it's not a bad thing it only becomes bad when you're projecting onto the person that is making you feel those feelings it's important to have friends that are self-reflective that are self-aware that can look at themselves and hold themselves accountable it's not you that's going to be doing all the accountability have friends that can see themselves clearly so that they can see you clearly if they don't have that those are not your standards those they're not meeting your standards and they're out remember this is an exclusive party you have a fucking list if they're not meeting things on the list let them go let them find people like them do you get me because you're not finding people like you if you're having these people around you and you don't feel satisfied or comforted find people like you and i feel like this is where the transition point is a lot of times people didn't know that they were not befriending people like them because they didn't know who they were and you'll find as you know yourself more because you're implementing those things that you've set as standards for yourself you start to strip away the layers and start to shine as who you really are and as a result attract the right people for you your soul tribe and then you'll be like wow this is so easy this is so easeful because you've already done the fucking work because you're already shining in your authentic light and that's why what is meant for you is coming to you but don't forget even as you shine the Things and people that you don't want will still find their way to you. It's important to practice your sacred no and boundaries and know that you can always leave any situation that you're not comfortable with or you don't like how somebody has spoken to you. Get the fuck out of there. You get me? <laughs> Woo! Wow, I'm turned on. Damn, I'm lit up. Like, I'm holding myself. Like, if you see me right now, I'm holding my two hands in prayer mode. I'm like, wow, I'm speaking from the fucking heart, baby. Last one, my loves, high standards for lovers. Let me start by saying that you're a queen, you're a goddess, you're a body, and this world is blessed to have you. Yes. Now, if you are all of that, wouldn't it be greater to have a partner that matches your fly? A partner that is the perfect representation of and for you? What kind of feelings do you want to have when you look at your partner? Could it be respect, adoration, inspiration, warmth, comfort, safety? or all of the above what qualities would your equal partner have to match yours is it the ability to command a room confidence maturity a lovable personality mm -mm 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 -mm. i'm already falling in love <laughs> i believe the standard for a lover is the utmost respect soft speech maturity safety security provider being yourself alone should inspire your partner to provide for you because you're a goddess they see your worth and act accordingly on all fronts you would never have to convince the right person to act right all right hmm I just want you to know that. Let me tell you something. In this life, you really don't have to suffer, especially when we've already established that you're a queen and a goddess on earth and the world is blessed to have you. Darling, move accordingly. Let your shoulders be high. Let your head be high as well. Imagine that there's a crown on your head and you're walking with something heavy. You are that girl. Hello. Don't ever let somebody make you feel like you're small. You're not. You're a bad bitch. I mean, that's the only reason why you're listening to this podcast podcast rights because we see each other bodies recognizing bodies i mean come on don't tell me that i'm just here alone in my own body place <laughs> now lovers who do not meet your standards it's important because you know me i don't want the ladies out there in this world with all kinds of lackadaisical 
dusties and losers. No. Okay. This is how you know somebody doesn't meet your standards. This is just general. He's an insecure boy. He's a boy who seeks to neg, demean, and belittle. He's disrespectful. I'm using he, but obviously, you know that I just mean overall. Lying, actions, not watching, not matching words. Please send them back to their mommies. That's where they are wanted. If you're telling me that somebody wants to come in as a partner for you and this person doesn't respect you and speaks to you like you're scum, my darling girl, please turn that around and direct those words right back to that person and watch them run and send them back to their mom, okay? Because like we said, a real lover, a real contender, an emperor will see your worth and act accordingly will never have to be told or convinced. If you're convincing a person, <laughs> you've already lost. We don't convince over here. People should see us, feel the energy, and know that they are in the presence of someone great. And I will tell you this because I know that we're already these women. You're a great person, meaning that your heart is just filled with so much love, empathy, and you know so much joy to add to someone's life. You are a red gem. So if you are a red gem, you can see why you need a very tight security and boundary system. Treat yourself like a very delicate jewel, very expensive jewel. It's not just anyone that can touch you or hold you or interact or engage with you. It's important. All right. I need you to remember this, my love. Once again, when you're interacting with people, you're engaging with people, what you allow will continue. All right. And you teach people how to treat you. So don't just be a passive observer to people's words and actions. Respond adequately. Set your standard. Set it and see if they align with it. All right. And that's how things will start to reveal themselves to you. Observe, observe, observe. But set the tone when it calls for it. It's through their words, it's through their actions. If somebody acts a particular way that is different to the standard that you want to uphold, you set the tone to send the message across that this is the standard that you're upholding. Are you getting with the program or not? It's important, all right? You're that girl. And this is where I leave you. You know, this was such a beautiful episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you enjoyed it so much, don't forget to say how much you enjoyed it in the polls. Love you. See you next.